Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from an undisclosed location, this is Real Spoilers Episode 190, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows. Oh, not Secret of the Ooze? No. Crap. Even vanilla though Ice is not in this one. I think I saw uh, the wrong. He, there was some well, Vanilla Ice. there was some Vanilla Ice music, but yeah. he was not seen. <laughs> but there was no... Uh, what what was, did we call it? Music. It, there was no <laughs> ninja rap in this one? Yeah, there was no Go Ninja. Go, go ninja, ninja, Go. Go Ninja. God. Young timey reference. Yeah, Sorry, young timey reference. It's getting less young timey every single yeah. day. It's yeah. So uh, before we dig in, let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Dan. This is Michael. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Don't forget, real quick, a shameless plug that we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. It helps us tremendously. We say it every week because it helps us tremendously. So please do that. Uh, also, don't forget, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers, or you can follow us on Twitter at real spoilers. And uh, you can share the show in either of those two locations and join our League of Show Sharers. And uh, we also appreciate that as well. So with that being said, we are Joeless this week. So who will be doing our synopsis exercising? Ooh. I can try. Can you? Please don't make okay. me do a synopsis on this movie. We'll let <laughs> Michael he's, steps he's, up big time. Yeah, he's he's gunning for Joe's job. And, oh, Michael, Joe. and Michael has a really good written review on this, so I know that he actually was paying attention. I'm, to the I'm movie a big and, Ninja Turtles fan, okay, so I did actually good. pay attention. You, so do you? You're a comic guy too, right? You were just comic, collecting comic. I have with all those comic books uh, that are right there. That's and there's, there's a lot. If anybody's seen the pictures on Facebook, I. I don't think I have one Turtles book in there. I've never. So, are the books not Bacardi? The, the, books, <laughs> the original books. I mean, were, the original books were really sort of dark and gritty, but yeah. it was also sort of absurd because, like, it was almost sort of a almost a joke comic. In well, yeah. it was based um, off of Daredevil. I mean, the po- their powers, yeah. Right. No, I mean, I mean the books, you know, because they had the 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 foot, and Daredevil had the hand. The hand, sure. I sure, mean, it was yeah. it was it was, like, it was, almost, yeah, it was a parody, run. also of like so many of these comics where someone got like, a secret ooze or bit by yeah. something and turned yeah. into something, and so you have this idea of these turtles, which are like slow, lethargic creatures that shouldn't be doing kung fu. Right. All of a sudden doing kung fu and ninja stuff, and it's like... It's it's ridiculous, and it's a ridiculous concept, but that's sort of (laughs) what we love about comic books. We love these ridiculous stories about an average Joe or someone that's a weakling or not very strong that can all of a sudden do... You know, extraordinary things. And Eastman Laird loved licensing deals, so they decided that it was okay to like it, make it less gritty. <laughs> Did they? You know, so this is the question. First of all, I was just about to comment. Do you think Eastman and Laird ever imagined that their property, their little parody comic book, Absolutely would have not. blown up into a worldwide no. phenomenon of 30 years? Well, I do know that it's one of the most counterfeited comic books of all time because yes. it was so cheaply made. Anyone yeah. with a copier could do it, even in 1989. Yeah, it was like black it, and white, as yeah. a lot of people may not realize. I mean, the original run was black and yeah. white and... It, oh, yeah, it was it's ridiculously much, low print run. And yeah, I know, super and I, low. And, and I know they did reprints like seven times. It was oh, insane. I mean, and it's number. one of the few books I can think of where like the second and third printing 
were still really expensive. Books. Oh yeah, yeah. And and I know in the originals they all had red bandanas. They yeah. weren't four different colors. They all had red. They Correct. Were. Yeah. So it, it it evolved a lot. But then I was going to say my second question was going to be: Do you think that I mean, did they retain a lot of the merchandising rights? Like, did they make a ton of money, or did they sell it cheap because they didn't know what they had? I, I mean, know. I know all the way up until because I had friends uh, or, or pe- people I work who I know worked with um, General Mills, and when they did the the cereal, I mean, they were still involved in that. Okay. When they did the breakfast cereal, wow, uh, they were so, still uh, in those meetings and negotiations. So I have a feeling I don't I don't know where they are now. Yeah, I just remember hearing a story. Uh, it's been a couple years now, but I did some reading on it a while back, and I remember feeling like not that they got screwed over i mean this wasn't uh this wasn't like a superman situation right. or anything but i remember that eastman isn't like a isn't worth a billion dollars you know right. what i mean like i feel like they maybe sold it a little cheaper than yeah. like you know in the scheme of things but maybe they made it out all right it's like ben and jerry like one of them is more involved than the other one still mm-hmm. and i don't know which one yeah i think it might be eastman but i would have to look it up um, I just, you know, when I have, I've seen the movies, some of them, I've seen some, you know, the cartoons and Dan and I talked about this last time about how this property developed when we were older. Yeah. So we don't have necessarily the same degree of nostalgia for it, but like the, 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 the properties I've seen having not read the comic book, I cannot grasp why people care. <laughs> like I like and I like yeah. comic books clearly but I like I just I'm like I yeah. don't so I was just trying to get a gauge on like what is always what, a force like what's going like, on in the comic book that's, like I remember, that makes it worth this yeah when the books came out I remember um reading them and um I got a, a buddy who had them and not feeling compelled enough you know it's like it was right in my wheelhouse too and I was like yeah and it was just yeah. like I just let it sit there like, yeah, I'm good. Oh, to what. me, the whole I- idea, like even though you have these ridiculous, this ridiculous idea of turtles fighting crime and there, there's another dimension where aliens that they sometimes fight and then there's an evil mastermind named Shredder and he has like a giant warthog, warthog and rhinoceros mm-hmm. that, you know, is sidekicks and stuff. Even aside from the the silliness of it, I think at the heart of the story is like the story about four brothers and sometimes they bicker and sometimes they have to like work together and sometimes they get along sometimes they don't you know and so to me that's what drew me to the original cartoon what drew me to the movies in the 90s um and when the cartoon i'm talking about is like the one in the 80s yeah but aside from that there's a newer cartoon that started back in like 2012 on nickelodeon and it's sort of that computer animation. Right. It's not that like hand drawn stuff. It's the hard 80s. for me to get past that. If, if you can animation. get past the visuals mm-hmm. and just get used to it, the newer show yeah. is really, really good. That's that's good and, to know. And actually better than the movies. It's just unfortunate. So. We all know that CGI is cheaper to do than yeah. than hand drawn animation, and that's why everything has gone that way. But you know, they've done it with Spider Man. They've done it with Batman. They've done it with Turtles, a few different types, and. I just can't get past it because the original animation was so good. When you look at Batman, the animated series, which has some of the most beautiful artwork and and, and, and it was based on the old Superman stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, they modeled that animation off the Fleischer type style. Yeah. And so where it wasn't quite as beautiful and cinematic as the Fleischer Superman, but that's, that was their inspiration and it was gorgeous and it was award winning. I believe that Batman animation was actually on black, uh, Meaning they they, yeah. they reversed out. So instead of using like a white like white paper, yeah, for animation and then doing in the color, they actually did it on black. Yeah. So mm. the deepest that blacks tone. and and the shadows were already kind of there. Yeah. And they just have to like highlight, which yeah. I think is part of the reason why it was so good. Yeah. Is like they really captured like the darkness of sure. it because it, it was. Yeah. And 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 uh, so that animation was so stunning. And so every time that these series have gone to the cheaper CG animation, it's very hard for me to get past Transformers is the same thing. You know, I grew up probably as you did watching G1 Transformers. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I know a lot of people liked Beast Wars, but it went to CG and that was at a time with Reboot and some of the other really first mm-hmm. CG shows where the animation was obviously couldn't even touch what they do nowadays. 
and I couldn't get past it. Reboot it was, got away with it because it didn't exist previously. Exactly. So yeah. it didn't yeah. look like and it, it was set in the world. Yeah. Right. I, I thought I I remember as, an, I, like as a, I liked Reboot. No, it yeah. came out when we were past yeah. that age. We were, yeah, we yeah. were old. No, I, I loved I loved, <laughs> yeah. but we were yeah. still there. No, I loved Reboot, but like it yeah. spawned once Reboot came out, and then oh, yeah. everything sure. started yeah, using CG, and I just couldn't get past. I just couldn't get past it, and so it's unfortunate now when Batman. I heard that is it the Batman or is it which one is the Batman that looks that CG animation do any of you know I know what you're talking about um, but they have one that supposedly was pretty Beware the Bat was it, it might be Beware the Batman or yeah. whatever but I heard that it's actually pretty decent but it's just hard to get past that herky jerky because it's not Pixar quality animation it's, yeah. it's uh, Green Lantern has done the same kind of herky jerky CGI right. and, and man it's tough but anyway, that's that's yeah. my problem with that kind of animation. It just can't touch the stuff we grew up with. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, I prefer the the hand drawn eighties, you know, style. And and like you said, the Batman animated series, the X Men animated series, oh, also absolutely. had that really great hand drawn mm-hmm. animation. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. um, I just don't think they'll ever really do it again on the mainstream. One person might do it somewhere, but uh, it's just so expensive. Yeah. So, so the movie. So, so the, the movie. Yeah. You want me to get in the synopsis? I guess yeah. let's dig where in. Do we, right. Where do we start off? Well. You have Megan Fox again playing April O'Neil, and the film opens with her investigating Baxter Stockman, played by Tyler Perry. And Baxter Stockman is a scientist who is developing something that she's not quite sure what it does, but she's unsure about it. She doesn't trust it. So she goes undercover, follows him, and lets the turtles know, hey, Baxter Stockman's up to something. And she finds out that he is trying to plan Shredder's escape. And Shredder was the previous villain from the last film. He's in prison. They're transporting him to, I guess, a different prison. I'm not really quite sure why they're transporting him. Because they need <laughs> him to try to escape. To escape. Plot, plot yeah. point. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. They need to move the story. So, do, you, you know, there's so many movies that have used that trope. I mean, do we shuffle prisoners around that often? <laughs> like, just, you know what? We got Move, let's shake things up. According yeah. to Hollywood, they do. Yeah, all the time. They put them on a plane. Yeah. And we're also going to throw in like two other prisoners into the, the prison van. Yeah, because, yeah. Of because of course, every course. time you transport well, yeah. a maximum security you know, mastermind villain, you have yeah. two random If you have all that thugs. security yeah. going yeah. on, you might as well put all your eggs in one basket. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, really but don't, but don't have that many guards. No. So April lets the turtles know they're planning Shredder's escape from this. Was this scientist character? Was Is he from the... Yes, that's, that's pretty. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely, I yeah, yeah. I'd, okay, yeah. Um, Except he was a really nerdy white guy who also might turn into something later in a future film. Oh, okay. So, Ooh. It is called real spoilers. Do yeah. tell. <laughs> so anyway, they're they're transporting him. Shredder, of course, escapes, and then Baxter's. But because weapon, of <laughs> yeah, they, because they, of a dimensional teleportation device? Baxter Stockman, I guess, had some sort of device he was working on, which transported Shredder into Dimension X, which I don't think they ever call it Dimension X. No, they don't mention it in the film. But uh, Dimension X is run by Krang. Because is Fox this. has licensed Domestic X. Or Dimension, Dimension X. X. <laughs> <laughs> no, are you talking about your Domestic yeah. X? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. There was Just, nothing domestic about yeah. that. I'll tell you that. But uh, Krang is basically, as they kind of poke fun of in the movie, looks like a piece of bubble gum or like brain yeah. matter inside of a giant robotic body, yeah. which is like in the comics. Okay, too. so I have to say, I thought Krang looked pretty cool. Like, I, I mean, mean, as far as, okay, you're bringing a... They look like a source material? Yeah, I mean, you're bringing you're bringing a, a brain. Dan and I are so far removed but, but from I mean, I'm just saying property. you're... I mean, I'll get into my thoughts on the movie more here in a second, but you're bringing a brain with tentacles that lives yeah. inside of a robot to life on the big screen in 2016. So I'm like, the design was actually kind of cool. Like, I don't know how better they could have done, you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. without changing the actual The actual Krang alien look good, but again, yeah. the robot, much like the turtles themselves like is just over designed and and just yeah like, clunky yeah, the robot was a little know. weird but yeah. i'm like krang actually looked kind of cool yeah, i'm like i'm cool. like okay yeah. they actually got that right i don't and they know got how. like a good voice actor to play because yeah. like in the cartoon like he was always this sort of like sniveling sort of yeah. like 
I was a little jar. It was a little jarring and I'm not saying the new guy didn't do well, but I was kind of expecting the cartoon voice, right? Which was like kind of whiny. Yeah, it was and, very whiny. Oh, yeah. that kind of a thing. And then he just has like a, I'm crying. And this, and this one, he has a deep, like a, it wasn't fan, as deep as not, that, but, but, yeah. but you know what I mean? It was more commanding, whereas yeah. he was a sniveling kind of whiny ruler before. So Krang wants Shredder's help to open a bigger portal because for some reason, I guess Baxter Stockman's original portal wasn't big enough for it. You know, there's there's a button on the on the machine that only lets it you know go so sure. big. Well, you, you know, you, so. you, well, you, well, <laughs> makes sense, well, right? It's got a throttle. Yes, yeah. well, a governor on it. Obviously, it needs need, to be turned up to eleven. Yeah, and it well, only can go up to like four. Well, you need yeah. you need three plot devices in order yes. to get the yeah. portal big enough. I mean, everyone knows that for a technodrome to go into our world, you everyone need, knows you this. need three yes. plot devices. Yeah. One yeah. plot device is not enough, yeah. right? You have to conveniently go around the world and find the other two plot devices that will combine, yes. that are all hidden in like ancient stone pillars and it's just yeah. like what yeah so they it then turns into a giant game of seek and find yeah where shredders after these three pieces to create a bigger portal the turtles are after shredder and the pieces <laughs> to stop the portal and and krang wants to rule and, the world and krang wants to destroy yeah. earth so can we let's step back and and let's talk about the very first scene in the film where we're introduced to the turtles. Yes, the very first opening scene. We'll see if you have the same. I have two complaints about this scene. We'll see if they're similar. I, I think they are because when this movie opened like this, and I know this is a turtles movie, and it's based on silly source material, whatever. The turtles climb to the very top of a skyscraper so that they can dive down into the sewer. Okay, and then they that get, is the whoa, dumbest. Whoa, hang on, hang on. Then they, they catch a the, Knicks game first before then, they no, go to the sewer. Then, then no, they, no, no, you have it backwards. Go, no, no, they go they into, go into a sewer, sewer to then enter to the roof of the, the Knicks game. To then watch the Knicks game from, from the roof from the rafters yeah. of. Madison Square Garden. I thought they, I thought they went thing. straight from the building no. to the next game. No, 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 no. no. So they, they climbed to up a skyscraper to go, down to go up to go down, and then somehow a sewer leads you to the top because they're a watching stadium. from like the the rigging points. Yeah. And, yeah. and the rafters of Madison Square Garden, looking down at the mean, game, and then just to, and, and again, not a sports guy. Yeah. Right. Not a sports guy, and. When the game starts, you hear the music begin to play, and it's that Alan Parsons project song yeah. that is the that even I know right. is the theme for the Chicago Bulls. Right. Who aren't so then I was like, maybe they're playing the Chicago Bulls. Well, I was like, Well, why would they play their own theme song? They're yeah. not trying to get their crowd pumped up. Right. And then but they're not even playing the Bulls. And so I'm like, why the, no no NBA team would play that song for any reason. Right, right. It is so associated with, with the Bulls. Yeah. yeah. It's just stupid. I, well, I, because I, Thunderstruck was too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so right off the bat, these were offensively bad choices. I'm, I'm not... Okay, these are turtles that fight crime, right? Yes. I, I, am, <laughs> I am not... But no, I'm not going to... I'm not going to say that, oh, turtles can't use those ninja moves, that turtles can't use high technology to teleport things. That's a comic book. That's fine. But why did it open with them climbing a skyscraper to dive into the sewers to then exit onto the roof? It, it was offensively bad choices, which just took me out of it from the beginning. I couldn't take it seriously. It was so bad. Yeah. It was I, so bad. Yeah. Well, aside from just that, to me, the opening set a tone where, okay, you have all these bright colors and flashes of lights. Like, I, I seriously felt like I was in like a 90s rave where it was like almost dizzying. Like, you become like almost numb to all these like flashes of lights and colors and loud noises. Yeah. And it, it was just, well, I've had this complaint about Michael Bay for years in his action scenes, especially in transformers. I think transformers two, you know, this is wasn't Michael worst. Bay, right? I, but well, it's pretty, I'm, just, I'm just saying, you yeah, know, but yeah. I mean, but I think that it's, it's oh, under it's his tutelage. Yeah. You oh, know of I mean? course they're trying yeah. to uh, and, uh, replicate that. Of course. Um, but, uh, that these action scenes are like when the transformers would transform, he would get so close up on it that it was tantamount to you might as well just watch yeah. a kaleidoscope that, kaleidoscope. Was, that yeah. was the downfall of transformers 2 2 was the worst about it was the worst yeah and the only thing well, that and he had yeah, racist had, robots well racist robots and, and, and the parents and he had testicles on and one. testicles on, but yeah. with those parents <laughs> and I the parents high yeah. and like it was it was yeah. bad um, but but no uh, the only thing that could have been really cool about 2 were, were those fight scenes in the forest with, with the huge robots mm -hmm. and they zoomed in so close yeah. that it was like yeah. you could see their arms moving in a tree like he green gets, and the black. He right? gets very fetishistic with his his shots. Yeah. One, I think it also is 
because it would look fake if you weren't zoomed in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, with that kind of budget, make it not look right, fake. Right, right. Uh, I think Pacific Rim did a great job yeah. of huge robots When fighting. you're making an $80 million Transformers movie, I will cut you some slack. When you're yeah. making a $300 million four-hour Transformers movie, yeah. Yeah. then, then yeah. no. No excuse. But uh, So, yeah. So, anyway, right off the bat, I was just like, this is stupid. And, and also... Um, it was just an excuse to show the turtles like jet surfing down buildings. Now, let me let me ask you not, this. Not secretive. No. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. So in the original movies, the what? 1990 yeah. turtles yeah. movie. The whole point is and, and they try to they try to say this is the case in this movie. But the whole point is that turtles are secretive and living in the sewers. Yeah. No one is supposed to see them. No one's supposed to know they exist. Yet you have them using jet surfboards to go through the air in public down buildings they wouldn't do that they're they're saying no one's ever seen them but yet it's, they rocket through the sky it's ridiculous the, it, the, the the entire the movie's called out of the shadows at no point are they not in the shadows <laughs> and then but then all they do when they're not in the action scenes is complain about the fact that they have to spend their lives hiding in these shadows, which at no point in the film have they ever done. And I'm like, <laughs> right. What, that's what, what, and what, not, what and not just doing? this film, but think about the ending of the last film. Yeah. Think about it. You don't it's, think anyone saw them and they're on top of a, oh, yeah. a building in broad daylight, in broad daylight, like fighting. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Come on. You're saying that no whole, that whole end sequence is, is like five broad, minutes of broad them. daylight. And, and you're right so there you're, above yeah. everybody's head. And, yeah. you're, and you're led to believe in this movie. No one has ever seen them, but, yeah. April O'Neil and uh, Will Arnett's yeah. character. Police helicopters never no surveyed no the, the final fight sequence Cell in the cameras. last film. Yeah. And, we'll, and we'll get into this later, but when they do come as close to coming out of the shadows as possible, we're led to believe that the people that see them are going to keep that under wraps. Yeah. Every single one of them. They're good. They're good. They're still in the shadows. So we'll get there, though. Anyway, sorry. I had to interject because it was the first scene of the film. Oh, and I know. took me out yeah. of it completely. It made no sense. So, Craig's or uh, sorry, Shredder's going to go portal shopping. Shredder's going to go portal shopping. Um, Rocksteady and Bebop. But in order to, you know, send out... Because the foot, I guess, you know, they can't be trusted to go find these pieces. So he... No, his uses, competent ninja soldiers yeah, he, can't uh, No, of course not. Even though he's been training them, I'm sure, for years. Yeah. He uses Baxter Stockman's technology or experiments or fluids or whatever you want to call it. He uses his fluids. Yeah. He uses his purple fluids. Yeah. So this was a kid's movie. <laughs> right? <laughs> to transform the two conveniently placed prisoners that were in his uh, prisoner transport vehicle uh, into a giant rhinoceros and a giant warthog. Let me ask you this. Of course. Bebop is the warthog, right? Yes. And I guess Rocksteady is the, yes. the rhino, right? Yeah. So Bebop as a human... He has a purple mohawk like they do in the cartoons, yeah. you know, in the original source material. So that looks really good. He has purple sunglasses, you know, yes. uh, that he wears these square like Kanye West looking goofy sunglasses. When he turns into a giant warthog, he wears the same sunglasses. Yet his head has grown three times the size. Yeah. So they just fit still from a human head to a You're giant. You're nitpicking here, buddy. I, it's just yeah. stupid, though. These are just stupid choices. But you, you can know say the same I, thing about the Hulk shorts. <laughs> okay. But I Those just was shorts. like. I, Spandex, man. Yeah. I, I yeah. think this movie was so Stretchy. bad from the get-go that I just couldn't help yeah. but, to, but to, to nitpick. To start doing because, that to it. Yeah. And I wasn't even trying. I just was so frustrated with I this movie. I was doing the same thing in the handful of times i was awake yeah, yeah towards the end of the movie <laughs> yeah. i had lost interest yeah, so I, much i had just zoned out yeah I, I i dozed for a bit and i'm gonna own it so anyway so <laughs> so so yeah april o'neill has snuck into baxter stockman's laboratory where they're using this purple this vial full of this purple ooze kind of you know i mean to go back to neutrals yeah. too it's like you know the ooze which transformed the turtles this purple experiment is this ooze where once it uh is do they inject they breathe it in as a gas or something or do you inject them first right i mean you can do it both ways but they, they shoot them they inject they shoot it with them like okay. darts yeah. okay so so you see the transformation you start with the with the breathing it in and then you you move up move to, injection. Right, to injection so works, and then they yeah. have to start finding yeah. veins and weird places and right really you know strange. about this from your 70s days 60s <laughs> <laughs> about yeah. this from my no, divorce then you, yeah, <laughs> yeah then, then you take the ooze and you soak it in a tampon and so oh, put it up your butt yeah that's, that's like stage three i think is that what it is yeah, yeah. so april o'neill has snuck into the laboratory uh during this whole thing and sees them transform then of course gets caught up in the middle of it yeah and she gets the, she gets the vial she yeah. brings it back to donatello who's the smart aka you know the brainy turtle 
aka he also wears purple and lots of gadgets all over his body so that way you know he's the smart one because he's wearing gla- nerd <laughs> glasses, glasses and, and tape right you know yes of course yeah mm, good so nothing can be subtle in the, in and films. i love and i love that they have all this technology so like if you think back to a good movie like civil war and we see spider-man for the first time and you see him salvaging dvd players out uh-huh. of dumpsters and in you know crappy technology but that's what he has access to and he's making it his own the turtles somehow have like space age NASA yeah. technology they're working off. Of, of course, yeah, they're using they're these people, people throw that stuff. Away. Yeah, they're using yeah. these like hologram watches and yeah. stuff. Where and, do yeah. the turtles? I mean, they live in the sewers, so it's easily believable. They're dumpster diving. They're getting stuff that's thrown in the trash in the sewers, whatever. But somehow Donatello has access and the funds to get uh, satellite dishes, holograms, supercomputers. Again, I mean, I know that it's nitpicky, but I mean. It's just none of it's thought out. The whole point is this movie. No one put any thought into it. And I think that's why it has the box office it does. Because all they said is fan service, fan service, fan service. Let's cram Rocksteady. Let's cram Bebop. The Four Turtles. Splinter. April. The Turtle Mobile. The Technodrome. Krang. The Robot. Let's cram in all this fan service. And, oh, wait, there has to be a story? There, 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 There is no thought put into this movie whatsoever. The, the, The difference, though, between, like, the Marvel Civil War and, like, this, for instance... The Ninja Turtles films or the series or any part of the property never tried to pretend it was in a real world scenario. Like mm-hmm. Marvel has done, you know, gone to great, you know, Absolutely. lengths to try to explain everything into this real world. Absolutely. Sort of. No, I, I'll agree with you there. It just, yeah. I just didn't get it. Like, why don't they ever explain to you how Donatello is getting any of these yeah. gadgets or funds? They, they just wanted can... people to buy toys and eat pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Oh, and that, yeah, the whole beginning scene when they're uh, diving into the sewer. Uh, they pop up out of the sewer, grab a pizza, and then go back into the sewer, and they're playing keep away with the pizza box, and then they open it up, and of course, the pizza is perfectly edible, and yeah. yet they've been tossing it around, and it's just dumb. It's just yeah. a dumb movie. Which, which it's was a it Pizza Hut though. or Domino's? It was Pizza Hut. Right. No spo- it was Domino's I, in the No, uh, I don't think the they, I don't think they had a product placement in this one. Not in this one, but I thought... Well, because that was going to be my question from a marketing standpoint. Yeah. How do you not have a pizza tie-in on a movie like yeah, that? all the product placement, how do you not? Back in the day, it was Pizza Hut, though. Because I remember going to the... Back when, like, Pizza Hut, you could actually, like, eat inside a store. Do you remember those? Yeah. And it's like they had, like turtle cups that i collected mm-hmm. yeah, and they had sure. all sorts of like different stuff but yeah yeah, yeah good point though but yeah i was just like because i remember thinking like that's, that's not a company <laughs> like how are they yeah like yeah how lazy do that that just seems like leaving revenue on the table yeah it's not like anybody's gonna accuse you of selling out your teenage mutant ninja turtles like yeah. that's you're designed to sell that that ship has sailed my friend <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah not even tombstone huh <laughs> so Papa John's something? something so we're introduced to Casey Jones in this movie too so Casey he, Jones he, he was Mal yeah so Arrow himself is riding uh, that train yeah high on cocaine <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm sorry Todd it's an old timey reference yeah. that's alright um, I thought these kids today liked the Grateful Dead yeah it's mm-hmm. like I hate them that's the only song I think I could reference yeah. or Touch of Grey I could yeah, do that one Touch of Grey yeah. I could take that one so, uh, in this film, Casey Jones is a lot different than in the original film. So, in the original, it's played by what? Eli- Elias, what's his? Uh, oh, Elias Codius. Codius, uh, who is great. And he had, yeah, I, see, I see Casey Jones, and, and in all the source material, you see him as kind of long hair, grungy, yeah, hockey sort player. Of in this movie, he's clean cut. It's Stephen Amell. It's Arrow. Like when he picked up, we saw the, the trailer. I was like, well, good. He, he got into it. He, he just, he just, from he just showed up. Another. Yeah, no, absolutely. And this is the biggest problem I have with Stephen Amell, not only in this, but also in Arrow as the, the show gets worse and worse and just terrible at this point is Stephen Amell. We've seen him be serious. We see him be angry and like he can do serious scenes. But then in the other half of the scenes in Arrow, he like plays up. He just smiles and has this really like yeah. he's so charismatic and like he'll be talking seriously in Arrow to Felicity and he'll be like laughing and talking like this when it's serious subject matter. So in this movie, when he's introduced, he's like an armed security transport who's transporting Shredder. Yep. And he's like just constantly grinning and laughing during serious moments. And I I just can't take it seriously. Like he just, he has this bright bubbly portrayal of of reading lines. He has this boy next door sort of look about him. And, and, uh, but, but it's like, 
it's just like he wasn't reading the lines right because he was smiling even in serious situations and laughing it up. And I just, I don't know. I can't take him seriously when he does that. Yes, you would hate to undermine the integrity of this <laughs> screenplay. But but it's not just this movie, though, is my point. You know, like, if you watch the season finale of Arrow, which, again, was horrible, but, like, he's talking to Felicity about, like, how he has... Don't give away any spoilers. No, 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 no. But he's talking to Felicity about... kind of our thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's talking to Felicity about some dire moment or whatever, and he's yeah. just like... In order to fight the villains, I have to become dark myself. And he's like, I just don't want to do that anymore. And he's like smiling. And I'm like, why would you read the line like that? You know, yeah. and that's the struggle he has is in serious moments. He somehow like grins it up and, and mm. it, it, it doesn't work. So in this movie, you have this really clean cut Casey Jones. And I just didn't like how they handled the character. Yeah. I mean, I, it was fine. Like it, it seemed like they forced him into it. Yeah. Um, sure. I think Michael I think Bay they probably done. more than anybody just like. Is like okay, we need to check off this fan service box, sure. this fan service yep. box, and so it's like okay, if we're gonna have Krang, if we're gonna have Bebop and Rocksteady, if we, you know, if we're gonna have a new version of Shredder because the old version of Shredder looked like a giant robotic pocket knife, yeah. you know, it's like okay, let's let's give the fans everything that they want actually in a film. Yeah, and but I think that I think that was any in, reason except entertainment value. Yeah, wow. yeah, I think that wow. was I think that was their biggest mistake because from the from the moment you saw the trailer for this, it was just fan service, fan service, fan service, and what they did was they threw any story or anything that resembled a coherent story or, or any thought. All all their energy went into fan service, and what's funny is I don't know if you guys have seen the new. I guess it's a TV spot or the new like uh, you know pre-roll to a YouTube video, but their new trailer for Turtles Two is like Turtles, Bebop, Rocksteady, April, Turtle Mobile, Pizza, Fans, everything you want. Like they come out and they say it. Like yeah. they even had an advertisement saying we're giving you fan service, and that, <laughs> that's all you get. It's, it's so cheap the way they do it. Though, well, you know? I I remember uh, with the toys. I mean, I remember when Bebop and Rocksteady came were launched, and it was after the toy sales were kind of stagnating. So it's kind of funny that like they basically introduced those toy characters to, you know, they introduced the characters to sell toys. Yeah. And and now they're just like, well, I guess we better bring those in here because people like those and it's like eh, it was always just because, you know, yeah. it was like, well, that's something new to play with. This is this is their final attempt, I think, to hang on to this franchise, this iteration without rebooting it in 10 years and uh, yeah. with this kind of box office, I I don't yeah. think they can keep doing it. I think with this film, though, more than the previous one, I think they actually understood, like, okay, we're just going to make, like, a, a silly kids cartoon movie. And But with a kids movie, do you have to curse throughout it? Because that's something else that really bothered me. Did you notice how much... Yeah. How much... Um, how much cursing there was in the I movie? I only noticed it during the Stephen Amell, like, when he's transporting... There, there were a couple, and that was one of them. Which when I they're thought, transporting... Because he, he cursed two or three times. Yeah. In, like, in a row. In a yeah. row, yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, okay, first of all, why would you have, in a kid's movie, Stephen Amell cursing? I, right. I It was it was just uh, obnoxious, kind of the way it was done. But no, there were some other characters that at least were like, hell, and they said sucks a lot, which I know isn't that bad. But I mean, if this is really a kid's movie, why are you cursing constantly throughout it because i think that was kind of offensive to the target audience and parents taking kids to it because yeah. i just thought you know if my six-year-old was there i didn't want him hearing that language and and so that's why i'm like who is this movie for is it my for kids, kids need or? to hear that language from me yeah <laughs> if anyone's gonna curse yeah. them but uh i don't know i just thought it was kind of obnoxious because i even took a note on it i'm like language why it, it wasn't well, and, necessary and even megan fox's uh schoolgirl scene you know was a little yeah. overly sexy absolutely for a kid's they, film. It, 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 it was a little forced in when there. she was trying to uh and this wasn't even directed by michael bay although yeah. he must have had some influence in it yeah uh, he was on yeah, set that day don't for tell sure. me he doesn't influence these films yeah, so, yeah. and uh <laughs> and w- he always has to have a gratuitous female shot and this time it was when she was trying to infiltrate baxter stockman's uh lab assistant who was carrying his computer full of data and she transforms from her nerdy reporter look into this like britney spears schoolgirl kind of a outfit in a manner of seconds yeah she grabs (laughs) all these things and is able to transform like that and you're just like there's the michael bay influence yeah but again a kid's movie so and that scene was kind of sad because like the the scientists like i wasn't sure that this guy was supposed to be a villain yet even you know, because I don't no, know. No, like he it. really believed she was interested. He in really him. believed she was interested in him. And he was, he, he even has a comment about how like, oh, women, he, like when she first starts talking to him, he's like, women like you don't aren't, I'm not who you think I am because women like you don't want to talk to me. Yeah. And it was like, it was kind of sad. Yeah. And it was like, 
And it, when she took the phone call... It hit too close to home, right? Yeah, it, it does. Too close it to does. <laughs> but when she took the phone call to get out of that situation, all she had to say was, I need to take this call. Why did she have to say it's my boyfriend? Yeah. You know, right? That was totally unnecessary. All she had to say was business call. Right? But she's like, she made him feel bad. She's like, yeah, it's my boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, by the yeah. way, you never had a chance. Yeah. And he goes, oh, It's my you boyfriend. Have... You know, the one with the nine inch. <laughs> <laughs> and then meanwhile. Turtle power. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then Tyler Perry, who actually, I mean, you know, he was actually pretty, I mean, he was decent in, the, in no, his role. Great, no, um, yeah, yeah. He wasn't the problem. No, he was as good. As much as I love to bag on Tyler but, Perry. Yeah, he was good. And yeah. I mean, he was fine for what it is. And, you know, and he was actually really like depressed after that. Oh, you have a boyfriend. And it was like, yeah, it was kind of sad. Yeah, I thought they were trying like because not knowing that he's he's a villain in the cartoon. I thought they were doing like a uh, Electro from Spider Man Two. No, becoming like uh, a, a riff on uh, Neil Tyler DeGracie oh. or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he he Tyler Perry came out and said he was kind of uh, that channeling he, him. He, yeah, Neil deGrasse yeah. Tyson. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Thank no, you. he does kind of look like. I mean, with the glasses and like the outfits. Yeah, he's yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got the same build. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought the first film, though, was more, I guess, non-kid-friendly than this one. Like, I, yeah, I don't know if you remember the first it, If you remember the first one, which I, is very hard to do because it's extremely forgettable, but it, there's a lot more gun violence in mm-hmm. the first one. Like, they use, like, their shells to protect themselves from mm-hmm. bullets a lot. But, mm-hmm. like, I remember, and I wrote about it in my review, like, it's very gun-heavy yeah. Yeah. in the first one. Um, and not that guns, like, don't can't be... You know, for kids, but at the same time, <laughs> like, hold on, uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, but, but you know, in all honesty, kids love guns. I mean, oh, e- sure. every kid grows up with it's toy just natural guns. To, right, right, just, right. I, you know, I mean, there are certainly parents that do their best that don't want their kids to play with guns, but that's a very common toy and has been for generations. I oh. remember you telling me a story about uh, Zach. Um, you had always kept guns away from him, and then like he ended up using like a shoe as a gun or something. Yeah, like, like you, like, like the kids, yeah, kids will turn, you know, turn you things no into guns, gun, toy guns for a while yeah. when he was young, and then he was just using like his shoes as his guns. So he picked like, up wow. like a stick in the yard and started <laughs> shooting people with yeah. it. It was like you know, <laughs> yeah. like the spatula. All of a sudden, is a machine right. gun. What? Kids will boys, <laughs> yeah. especially boys, will turn things into guns. Yeah. Like yeah. that's girls will turn things into dolls. Like that's just. And there are are there girls who won't, and are there boys who won't? Absolutely. Yes. But when you're painting with a broad brush, no pun intended, that you know that that mm-hmm. seems to be how the gender roles play out, whether you want them to or not. Right. Um, I, I I took notes. One of the lines in the movie, I don't remember what part this was, but someone said, "That's a big ass magnet." Why do huh. you have to say that in a kids' movie? That something's a big ass magnet. I, Why don't you I, say I, that's a huge? Magnet, I mean, I, you know? I think. They don't even think of this as a kids movie. I think they think of this as the as a movie for people who like them as kids. Yeah, maybe it's you. Just, yeah, right. Because you're naming everything. I mean, you you right. you look back very fondly, and you, sure, and, and and I guess you do as well. I mean, but you guys are talking about like you're, you're firing off all sure. of these things. We grew like, up with it. It's, yeah. it was yeah, and so I can totally see that. But it's like then don't market it. Don't market this to, to take your right. five-year-olds to if you're going to make it a more adult movie because I think a lot of parents are going to be upset with yeah. the content. And I know it may be better than the first. I just mean still. I don't think yeah. this is really appropriate I just watched for young. The, the first one, and I, and I, and I agree. I thought they, the, like the, the violence, it, it was very intense, and it was something that yeah, like, I, was much I would darker not even consider showing one. my daughter. So. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I also think it was crap. So. Well, yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's tough because I think with the cartoon that's popular right now on Nickelodeon, you're going to have kids that watch the cartoon and they're seeing the commercials that are like, oh, mom, dad, I want to go see this. Well, yeah. and don't and, tell me they're not marketing to those kids. The uh, the cartoon is an advertisement yeah, to the toys and the movies. Exactly. So, yeah. Right. That's the problem. Yeah, it all feeds off the other and... Yeah. 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 So so basically Shredder sends Bebop and Rocksteady again, not his ninjas, not his highly trained ninjas. He trains two and they they are like doofy street thugs turned into these monsters. Um but he sends them to Brazil. Yep. Where they then find some Which that's where you get the Brazilian wax scene and I thought and that I thought really that should not be in a for, kids movie. I, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> And I don't even want to go into how Rocksteady used his tongue for it. So, I, <laughs> well, and the anal bleaching was just weird. <laughs> yeah, that that was totally out of place. But, but yeah, so he sends them. I know where they get the ooze from. 
Yeah. There's the secret. Oh, that's <laughs> that's why Pizza Hut didn't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> so he sends them to Brazil, and I guess they drop a tank out of an airplane. You're welcome. Fast and Furious, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And so they drop a tank and Bebop and Rocksteady. And the A team. <laughs> yeah. 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 They do it in the A team too. Yeah. And of course, Bebop and Rocksteady know how to drive a tank because any street level hooligan knows how to drive a tank. I mean, well, that's obvious. Especially with, you know, uh, those animal rhino hands. Yeah. Yeah. Rhino Have hands. you ever been inside a tank? There's like a manual right there. It's like a two page manual. There's like one or two <laughs> buttons. It's really easy is to do. Is yeah. it just a yeah. joystick oh, and a fire button? Yeah. It's, it's like, like an arcade. A, like combat. Yeah. yeah that's all yeah. it is. It's just like, okay. Would, could you fit a rhino inside a tank? It's a big tank. I, you know what? I didn't bring my tape measure last time I was. <laughs> Did I you feel you, like. I, I think, you, right tank. I think yeah. you have to, to be, for your tank to be ADA compliant. There it is. Thank you. Yeah. I thought so. So they're in the middle of the forests of Brazil mowing down trees in their tank and driving along, and they eventually find some kind of a monument, statue. They're taking out a rainforest. They really are villains. They are. It's <laughs> terrible. It was a double, yeah, they had yeah, double-sided plan there. Um, but but so all of these three plot devices, or I guess the two others they're trying to track down, are like stuck inside of statue monuments. I don't even know what to call them, but they're hidden in the middle of these like ancient artifacts yeah. let's say so they don't really they don't explain how they got there i don't believe like why why is this alien crazy technology it could be a college art project you know the yeah. look of it on the outside it's like yeah, what is this thing? exactly yeah. it's weird that they're like in the middle of the brazilian rainforest so anyway yeah. whatever so they find this thing and open it up and they get their plot device and then uh do the turtles show up in brazil or yes. okay so the turtles show so apparently up. they they're, have their own plane they have their own teleportation crisscrossing device. yeah like, oh that's right they jump like, from one plane to yeah, the other. yeah. They, so they, they literally crisscross and they have to jump from one plane to the next yeah. and and i was wondering i'm like so how okay so these turtles that are in the shadows how are they gonna get to brazil you know i'm thinking how so of course they stole away in a cargo department compartment because that's sure pretty, pretty easy to and do, then they right? sulk because they have to hide in the cargo department in the cargo <laughs> bay because why can't in, we be in business class yeah we have to hide in the shadows the world <laughs> hates us so yeah so they have a huge scene where they uh don't they like shoot the tank the tank is up in the airplane but they're like shooting they all drop into like a river yeah. Well, I mean, because they are turtles, but they, but they, b- before they drop into the river, they shoot uh, rock steady. I yeah, think he is accidentally gunning. shoots through. He's through just trying the to plane. shoot the turtles, and yeah. he blows the entire front of the plane up with the pilots yeah. and everything. He just blows it apart. But it's a cargo plane, so you don't have to worry about a whole bunch of like civilian Passengers. casualties. No, no, there's so no man. They of covered steel. their butts there. They did big time. So then they drop into this uh, like river, and somehow tanks can operate in the river. Yes. I don't, I don't know. So it was in the instruction manual. Yeah, I mean, a tank has to weigh several tens if not hundreds of tons but yeah. uh it floats down the river and works fine and uh they're just shooting at the turtles shooting missiles down the river and i think it stops and they go over a waterfall and that's how the bad guys escape correct yep. so <sighs> it was the big special effects scene i mean they had a similar scene like that when they were going down the side of a mountain in the first film yeah um i think that which set took forever piece, which took forever i forever. think that set piece were is much barrels? better though were they in barrels I, I, in the first one? I can't I, remember. No, they're, no, they're, they're sliding on their, their shelves. shelves. It just That's went right. on yeah. and on. I was like, I was like, God, this is still going on. Like yeah. they just yeah. kept going down the mountain. Right. right. It, it, it's like it's like in the comedy movie when the guy falls down the mountain and then they start again, like in yeah. Kung Pao or in yeah. um, Hot Rod. It's like you know the parody of falling down a hill yeah, yeah. and they cut to the first shot and they're still rolling yeah. down the hill and a minute later they're rolling down Whoa. the hill. It's like how how long how long is this hill or how how high up is this hill? How, does this end? Yeah. So I don't <laughs> even. I honestly don't even remember. So they get the second uh, plot device and then where was the third one? Was it back in the States somewhere? I don't even remember. I don't even remember. You know, and meanwhile, you also have Megan Fox and Stephen Amell. They're actually like butting heads with the police chief or the investigator who's mm-hmm. played by not Laura Dern, but Laura Linney. Laura Linney. Yeah, yeah, it is. 
Um, oh, well. So Stephen Amell, she Laura be- Lenny's got to eat. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, so they basically think that uh, Casey Jones is some crazy wackadoo because when Shredder makes his escape, he tells his captain or whoever it is uh, that that there was a the Shredder disappeared into a portal and there were turtles and a turtle mobile and and giant you know turtles and of course no one knows about the turtles because they didn't see them in the first one. <laughs> right. And uh, so she basically says, "You need some time off. You're not." in the right state of mind to work on this so she kind of you know so while the turtles are on their mission the the two of them you yeah. know the two humans have yeah. their sort of like yeah. and at know, one point in, they break into the police station yeah because in in the scuffle with rocksteady and bebop and all them uh during that first fight the the container the capsule of the ooze the purple whatever that is uh rolls rolls up to the feet of the police officers who come to the scene so they've got it in their evidence locker so these these two have to break in which they do and uh they get caught there but uh they eventually they let them go they let them go scot-free because they see the turtles right yeah i don't know it there's there's a lot of running there's a lot of running around yeah in, in the last half of the film right and so it all gets sort of muddled. a lot of movement masquerading as action and bright flashes of lights yeah. and yeah, yeah. And, yeah. So, and so what it comes down to is that once once the once laura lenny's character believes them because she sees the turtles who have they've split into two groups uh leonardo the leader takes donatello and uh meanwhile michelangelo michelangelo and Raphael want to use the the ooze to turn themselves into humans so they can get out of the shadows they they want to turn human you just said the name of the film out of the shadows right they want exactly that's the whole point which mm. never really hits hits the right marks but but uh so the the turtles are divided so leonardo does not want to do that and the other two are mad because leonardo and donatello kind of keep it a secret uh that this ooze can do that but michelangelo overhears them so anyway they be- uh leonardo and donatello bench those two uh but michelangelo tells raf and then so they go to break into the police station to steal the ooze for themselves while april and casey jones are trying to steal yep. it to get it out of the bad guy's hands so they end up meeting up together at the police station laura lenny sees that the turtles are real she now believes casey jones and basically decides that they're good, but uh, they're going. Every police officer in that station and her are going to completely keep this under wraps. Okay, that the turtles <laughs> exist. We're to believe that every single one of them is never going to to talk a word about. And then these it's turtles. like, okay, we believe you. Go save. Yeah, we'll let you out. Of- yeah, we'll we'll let you save the city now yeah. because we'll yeah. let you turtles and you reporter and crazy Casey Jones just go save the world and trust them to go do that. Yeah. Okay. Who they Good. already know has driven a train high on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Just you and me, man. Yeah. Yeah. I got like, the grateful dead reference. Yeah, I, I get it now. I get yeah. it now. So, um, so then, I mean, basically what it boils down to is, I mean, they get the third, they get the third thing, the third plot device. Yep. The third they, MacGuffin. They do. It is. And they, they open up the portal and we come to find out that, that Krang is trying to get the Technodrome, which if you know the source material, if you watch the, the cartoon, the Technodrome is the huge ball yep. with the eyeball on top. That, I thought that, that was a star. I thought yeah. that was it the is. new album from Paul Oakenfold. <laughs> <laughs> Technodrome, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Working on it with, uh, with Skrillex. Skrillex yeah. and yeah. Duplo. Yeah. yeah. Um, Justin but, Bieber will can. Ju- yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, it's basically a Death Star on wheels. And so if you know the source material, that's where Krang operates out of and the Shredder commonly uh, works out of it. And so he's trying to bring it from Dimension X into Conquer Earth. It's, so, like an, it's like an evil villain incubator. It's just something to kind of let the evil villains get a get a head start. Yeah, right. it's hard. It's a hard to be an evil villain startup. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So it can't fit through the portal in one piece. So of course it has to come piece by piece like through Tetris the portal. Little blocks. Yeah, yeah, you know what? It does. Oh, hey, save your Tetris plot devices. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah. working on that. This one. is like a cross. You know, uh, property. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear God. So Aren't they get a shared universe. This whole thing oh, with Transformers. And the, well, the that river? was actually I thought a funny little thing that happened at the very beginning of the film during the Halloween scene. I did not scene. think that was funny that Bumblebee when was Bumble- a cameo. <laughs> Someone dresses up as Bumblebee and this Halloween parade and like transforms right in front of Michelangelo and he's like, oh, who are you? And it's like, there's been rumors forever that like fans have been like crying out like yeah. they want this crossover. Really? And again, there it was just like a fans little, of this? Apparently. <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not rooting for this crossover. Enough to cry out. Yeah. And I believe, unless they totally ripped it off, I'm going to, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they gave this guy a cameo. I believe that person is a real YouTuber who built that costume because I've seen on YouTube this, yeah. this, this yeah. Uh, Halloween costume type thing he built where he actually transforms. He has wheels on his wrists uh-huh. and his legs yeah, and I it saw. looks like Bumblebee and then he stands up and can walk around and then transform and I believe it's the same guy. If they, that's cool. If they, if got they the didn't same guy. use him, then that's pretty shady. I saw a guy do it on, on Las Vegas Boulevard. Okay. It was really yeah. sad. Because <laughs> we, we say cool, make, you, you say sad. No, because if you look at him and he sees that you look at him, he wants like a dollar. Now he wants a dollar. Yeah, they want. Like, I didn't look, man. I didn't really want to see you, and I'm, I'm not, sweating my I'm balls off my picture. this thing. Yeah, yeah. It's I like, know. I'm trying to get past you. Right, and you're there. That's the worst when they make you feel guilty for looking nope. at them. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so yeah, I was just like, oh god, don't don't do that. I'm yeah. like, just stop. Um, but uh, of course, so this is the plot device where the Technodrome has to come in piece by piece, where the turtles are on a race against time to close the portal before every piece can go through and form the Technodrome. Right. Which leads up to the big battle. I don't know. I think I might instead have been of sleeping. on a building this time, it's on the the Technodrome. Yeah, they're yeah. fighting on pieces of the Technodrome, getting mm-hmm. assembled. Yeah. So I honestly, by the time this, by the time this big battle rolled around, which is like follows the same, you know, it's the same thing as the first one. You have your big action set piece in the middle. You have your stupid plot devices, and there's the big battle against time to save the world. And mm. I was just zoned out. Like, please, I, they're gonna fight. They're gonna beat them. It's gonna be over. The Technodrome's gonna go back to Dimension X. Like, I'm sorry, I missed this one. Yeah. yeah. So really. so lo and, and behold, I'm, I'm thrilled that I you know even um, watched the first one in preparation, and now. I'm, yeah. yeah. So lo and behold, it's that like, happens. I, I know and, that for the most part, the the main characters in a movie like this are never in danger. But it's it's not fun. It's not even a fun ride to get. No, there. Yeah, it, yeah. it really is, and that's the difference. Because um, yeah. what was I just watching the other day? Uh, no, I was watching episodes of Gotham, and like Gotham started off really crappy, and I I honestly hated it. I stopped watching after like four episodes live, and now that it's on Netflix, I finished season one, and it actually got a lot better. But you go, Jim Gordon's not going to die. No. But guess what? They put him in danger like every episode, yeah. but it's compelling. It's a good right, story. Right. It's, it's re- it got really good. The writing got really good. The acting was really good. Mm-hmm. Donald Logue, like Maria Baccarin, everyone's really good in it. And so even though you know Jim Gordon can't die because he has to be Commissioner Gordon, spoilers, mm-hmm. but you, you enjoy it. Whereas this yeah. movie, you're right. You never... No, it's it, just it, a it's, slog. It is. Um, and so, yeah, it just feels cheap and, and the fan service is packed in there and I'm just sad that i had to see it it was so bad okay to wow. me what's more offensive than like the story is just the design i've never like the i mean you just watched the first mean? film i mean i mean you can attest like as maybe a non-fan like do you enjoy looking at the design of these turtles I, to me i think they're just over designed that's my problem well, they it's look like, like aliens. there's just like too much stuff all there's over a lot of stuff they're way on too them. bulky like the backgrounds like their yeah. layer and everything is like over just so much like right after i'm like uh, those shells aren't even functional at this point because <laughs> they can't like slide inside. They're so you big. Know? They can't like use their shells. The turtles are so big Other than and bulky. Just backpacks. You yeah. Know? How does yeah, Raphael? I don't know. It was. It yeah. was very. Um, you know, I I was looking at honestly. I was just like, well, you know, it looks like they're you know, and the, atmospherically, you know, with particle effects, at least they 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 don't stand out as being fully CGI characters. No, I, I will give them, I will give them credit that at least the CGI has gotten so good that they do blend in with the real world. And, you know, I'm not a big proponent of a bunch of crappy CG, but it has gotten to the point where it's not distracting. They're just not great design. Yeah. I mean, look at the original nineties films. Like it's just, they're very stripped down, just, Mm -hmm. you know, humanoid turtle type, creatures guys and it's in like, suits and as goofy as they may be they had to function right yeah. Yeah. As, yeah as goofy as they may be there's that physicality which right. doesn't take you out like cg does in most things but i'm at least glad they've gotten cg to the point where the lighting and everything mm-hmm. can kind of make it blend in um the one question i did have and i don't know if you either you two caught this but during the whole plot line where uh donatello tells leonardo that the ooze can turn them into humans so that they can be among the people um, Although they were never human, so right, right, right. Yeah, like so, quite so sure honestly, like, it was this them. weird thing. It was this weird kind of like it, it reverse science thing. Yeah. Well, to me, it turned into this weird sort of like racial metaphor to where like they wanted to pass 
Yeah. Like when, like you know, yeah. like yeah. how black people used to have to pass as white if they were light skinned they would opt to do that. Like uh-huh. it kind of became becomes that, and I'm like, well, this adds this whole other like racial element to the film right. that like I really don't think they're smart enough to have even well, intended. No, no yeah. I think that it just yeah came off kind of weird like I think that. Whoever There's... wrote it forgot their own origin story and thinks that they used to be people. Right, right. And so, yeah. <laughs> so my question is: so the ooze turns humans into rhinoceros and warthogs. It's your internal like. Instinct, or it's your internal animal. I so think they, how the they turtles' instinct it. is to be humans, even though they're turtles. Yeah, yeah, that no, it tur- made no sense. And, and when Donatello demonstrates this to Leonardo, he drips the purple ooze onto his hand, and his three turtle fingers turn into five, five human fingers, yeah. and then turns back. Yeah, uh, okay. why would the why would it transform and then turn him back? Because he didn't yeah. take enough. Yeah, it was just like but a droplet. Yeah, but why, why does it... So it, it transforms other people completely, but then it temporarily transforms them. I'm just like, but they're then, not but following... It, but then the, if he didn't take enough, then it begs the question, is, so does it wear off at some right. point? Right. Like so are people, exactly. They, they didn't not, really follow, I don't think, any it's rules. It's like that little bald kid in X3. Don't you remember? The I've kid that, He was a little kid that was like the cure for the mutant gene. And oh, yeah. yeah okay. If he got near him, the powers would drain. Okay. Wasn't that Stryker's son? Uh, Striker's son was the, the guy in the no, wheelchair, the bald. That was Striker's son. Yeah. No, this is the third movie. This is this uh, was I don't know somebody. Oh, uh, I was somebody. Since they've eliminated that from the timeline, I yeah. disowned. Yeah, <laughs> just, so like you get near yeah. him, and uh, he it was the same magical thing. So so Krang ends up going back to Dimension X with yes. the Technodrome, and and I'll be back, you know, of or whatever, course, yeah, you yeah. know, and uh, mm. and everybody lives happily oh. ever after. And Shredder sends Baxter Stockman off somewhere, which. He's, where you lead, led to believe he'll turn into he'll eventually turn into the Baxter Stockman fly yeah. character which is like in the cartoon like he's like a hu- half human half fly character yeah. so. oh, we've never heard of that before yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh. so oh, that was dear this God. movie mm-hmm. yeah well, it was uh, not a good one yeah I'm sorry no. very very not good <laughs> so mm. so dan do you have a video recovery for us yeah actually i do so which was hard because i'm like what the hell can i recover off of this you know because i already barbara walter's interview with the teenage mutant ninja turtles oh my god they were, oh, they the were an oprah, oprah one the oprah yeah. one's did amazing hear, did you hear what yeah. he, what they say in the oprah interview no. i don't know what exactly you're referring to I'm, re- <laughs> I'm referring to the thing that stands out the most when they're interviewed by oprah they ask their feelings about april o'neill and Raphael says i've been trying to talk her to an into an interspecies relationship for years <laughs> huh. all right well as no. oprah's interviewing the turtles which is obviously aimed towards kids that's not weird at all <sighs> what's yeah. weirder i think was the concert tour that the turtles went on yeah did you 90s. watch did you watch the honest trailers on the concert tour no i didn't watch that check one. it out last week honest trailers and sorry i didn't mean to hijack but no, it being relevant uh go check out honest trailers he does amazing work they reviewed a trailer that they said nobody asked for but the turtles um what was the there's some crappy song that headlined the the title of the tour, but they go ahead and, and review the the uh, VHS tape of this tour that they went on. Mm. Coming out of our shells, it's called yes, Turtles yes, Out of yes, Their yes. Shells, where the turtles don't have shells; they have jean jackets oh. and they rap. April yeah. O'Neil does a power ballad, and the turtles do pop songs. Yes, yeah. and the Honest Trailer is hilarious. So. Check it out. I guess they had to be out of their shells because they they couldn't. The actors couldn't move, move. on stage. Yeah, because yeah, they're dancing. <laughs> they're doing like vanilla they ice. Could only do yeah. the robot, right? <laughs> so, uh, okay. So I was in trying to think of something. I was like, oh, you know, I was thinking about this. And I was thinking about ninjas. Then I was like, so the long way around is that <laughs> this is, you know, uh, Ninja Turtles uh, was uh, inspired in part by uh, Daredevil. And uh, if you've seen the Daredevil series on Netflix, this past the second season has uh, uh, introduces the character of Stick, played by Scott Glenn. And Scott Glenn uh, has some mad ninja skills. And he's one of those actors where I, anytime I see Scott Glenn, even now, I'm like, oh, cool, Scott Glenn. He's always cool. And I think his big breakout role was Urban Cowboy. Okay. Um, but he I was bet, also in the cinematic classic Sucker Punch yeah. by our friend Zach yeah. Schneider. Yeah. yeah. And um, and he was in, um, he's great in uh, The Right Stuff. Oh, so he was in Right Stuff, right? Yeah, okay. fantastic. Everybody's great in that. Anyway, he was in a, a movie, uh, uh, a John Frankenheimer movie uh, from 1982 called, um, it's called The Challenge. Uh, it's also known as Sword of the Ninja. And it's just one of those, um, I remember, I don't know, I think it was like 15 when I first saw it. It was one of those, uh, always on cable kind of movies. Yeah. So, you know, 
it's one of those ones where it's like I have a fondness for it because every time it was on, it was on all the time. Right, and um, it's like, this story like of these, Eddie and the Cruisers or yeah, Caddyshack. Yeah, it's like yeah. they got they end up being uh, better than they uh, you know are being remembered as being better than they are just because you see them all the time. And right. there's not that much on, and it's this uh, movie where he plays a, a boxer who is uh, given an opportunity to basically bodyguard somebody back to um, Japan. And then it ends up going awry and is this whole, basically these two brothers who are feuding over the same samurai sword or sword, hmm. katana, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's a katana. That's a, that's a three-prong thing, right? That's two little no, knots. that's a yeah. sigh. Yeah, that's a sigh. Okay. So anyway, they're feuding over this and uh, he plays the dumb American and uh, slowly becomes to appreciate and learn the way of the samurai. And it is uh, it is in every way and um, it, it is Frankenheimer, you know. Yeah. So it's got like legit director, but it's this in every way a B movie that is enjoyable, despite the fact that it's it's. I mean, I, I can't even know if I, if it's say it's good, but when you watch right. it, it's like. Is it a deep fried taco? It could be a deep fried taco. It is so nice. I mean, it is a nineteen eighty two American ninja movie. So you know, just the like how they go overboard on the ninja skills, and right? Stuff like that, and how he suddenly is able to be by the end of the movie. I want to spoil it right now. He kind of is a ninja. <laughs> so, Whoa! Yeah, but it sounds like it. Well, might there must be have been infinitely a... more enjoyable than the two of the Ninja Turtle movies. So. It would almost have to be. Yeah, it's quite. I mean, if you could check it out, it might even be on YouTube. If you could find it, uh, it's worth watching. It's pretty enjoyable. Is there a training montage? Uh, yeah, there is a little there bit of a, be, right? there, there's a little bit of a, a training montage. There's okay. a little ninja hazing in it, so you know, uh, watch out for that. They can't do that anymore. No, they can't. No. But you I know. think you can over there. Yeah, it's, can I you? It's, yeah, I mean, it's I think different it's, culture. Because I know if Joe was here, he would mention how you can't do a good old ninja hazing. <laughs> can't like, do a good ninja hazing like the old days. Like <laughs> good old days. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if you get a chance, check it out. Cool. Well, thank you, Dan. Thanks. So uh, so I guess that's it for this episode. That was whew, that was a rough one. <laughs> Just remember, I have to listen to this again. Yeah, <laughs> I've been on. I think two of the roughest episodes you guys have had. What was the other movie? Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was yeah. a rough one too. And then Ninja Turtles. So thank yeah. you guys for letting me be a part of <laughs> yeah. these Let's, rocky, <laughs> rocky excursions. We'll, we'll look at the calendar to see what the next future turd is. Yeah, right. Good. <laughs> I think it's Teenage Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Turtles. Turtles. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Pixels too. Let's get bring in Michael Heff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that one will be going straight to Netflix. I'm going to have them make that movie just so you can come in and talk about it. <laughs> Oof. Damn it. So uh, I guess let's uh, go around the table and everybody can say where to find them. This is Dan. You can find me on Twitter at DanGraney67, G-R-A-N-E-Y. This is Michael. You can also find me on Twitter at MPHafner, H-A-F-F-N-E-R. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Don't forget, uh, if you have something to add to the conversation or if we got something wrong about one of the turtles or you thought this was an amazing <laughs> exercise in cinematic, <laughs> I don't know, expertise. That's redundant. Just the thought of I that is know. hilarious. Yeah. But uh, feel free to stop by the Facebook page and tell us why we're wrong or tell us why we're right. You know what? At least unlike other movies like Transformers 2 and, and, you know, the first Ninja Turtles that, you know, made a lot more than this one's going to make. Like, at least where the box office is reflecting the quality of this one. You know, where sometimes the huge steaming turds make a billion dollars and it's it's baffling. I don't think people are going to go out like I'm thinking in a couple weeks this might be out of the top ten. Yeah, it's it's certainly looking like, especially with with us hitting summer full force here. Yeah. There's it's just one tentpole movie after another, so I, I think, can't imagine it's going to last. Right yeah, long. I think Dory's going to knock it down a few pegs. Yeah, yeah. Independence Blow Day it out of the water, if you will. Oh God, I forgot <laughs> that's coming out. Maybe oh. Independence Day is a big action one, and then are there oh, any other real geez. big action movies like that are supposed to be? Huge between in the next couple of weeks. I honestly don't know. I I mean, I was looking at the calendar just a couple of days ago, and I I can't. I don't know. But is is actually Independence Day going to be sort of like what's happening with Alice in Wonderland, where it's like, okay, you've got a sequel to a supposed franchise that yeah. isn't really a franchise. It's not really there. Like, right. like, well, it's a twenty year. Yeah, yeah, and it's between, been 20 years. That's the problem. I, I can honestly... When the, when the last Independence Day movie came out, I was an intern at the point. Wow. Yes, you were. In fact, I, I, I was the one who set up the Jeff Goldblum interview mm-hmm. for the morning show. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I saw it at the Kenrick Movie Theater, which is now, I think, torn down and in, in place. A Walmart is there. <laughs> oh. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't think that one's gonna do well. I I, I could be corrected you know i could be mistaken but i just don't know there's enough love there to really but but then again what else is out the first week yeah. of july that's the question it might be the only thing to see so. uh it was roland emmerich and dean devlin is that it those two they were crapping yeah. on summer after summer yeah stargate and then yeah. you had independence day stargate's had, good though i'll yeah. defend that film stargate, oh, you know what i thought about stargate. Come home. stargate as i watched it and re-watched it recently it's it's one of those things that would have been better as a miniseries. I think it's a fascinating mythology that they created. Yes. Like I just it's a really, like, really cool mythology. Really, like well, way too fast. And obviously that's I think why the yeah, and well and obviously I think that's why the T V series spawned yeah. from it because it does make such a Yeah, a no Kurt Russell. <laughs> it makes a compelling week Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah. But yeah, well I think the other movie opened in July first is the the Purge, the third Purge movie. Yes, oh. those movies make a lot of money. So I thought the last one underperformed, but uh, yeah. I was pretty surprised that they were releasing it July Fourth weekend. I yeah. was like, "Wow, that's pretty ballsy." Yeah, I was halfway. I was halfway through the the Purge trailer before I realized that it wasn't a Donald Trump commercial. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one's all political. Set, yeah, it's, so it's, it's, it's Purge patriotic, election year. Yeah, yeah. political, God, and oh they're God. trying to. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but anyway, yeah. uh, before we got sidetracked within our exit notes, uh, you can uh, find us at Facebook.com/slash Real Spoilers or uh, on Twitter at Real Spoilers. You can email the show at Real Spoilers at ReviewSTL. Com. So uh, those are all the ways to get a hold of us. You can join the League of Show Sharers or find us on iTunes where you can rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a neighbor, that sort of thing. So that is it for this week. Next week will be obviously a box office report. And I think our movie next week will be World of Warcraft. I'm definitely going to avoid that one. So you guys are on your own. Maybe. That's yeah. too geeky for me. And well, I am a geek. Unfortunately, that's getting railed. It's supposedly not very good. Yeah. So, well, so we, we reserve the right to um, to amend that. But uh, yeah. I think that's probably Go the biggest Go with Conjuring story. 2 instead. Yeah. That looks... I'm, the last one was great. Yeah. So, yeah. We're in flux. But that's what we're leaning to. So we'll know for sure by the time we start talking about it on the fu- next episode. Theoretically. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for tuning in. And until next time, uh, Popeye kills Mulderick. Imagine me and you. I do. I think about you day and night. It's only right to think about the girl you love and hold her tight. So happy together. If I should call you up, invest a dime, and you say you belong to me, lose my mind. Imagine how the world could be So very fine So happy together are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns And you and me, no matter how they toss the dice, it had to be.